0: well good morning ladies and gentlemen this is the truckers podcast current local world news and what's trending i am your host doug from london ontario canada 2021 now here and uh here in canada here in ontario canada this is the second day of the emergency stay-at-home order issued from the ontario government so That means that we only need to go out for essential things. Well, eventually you'll be able to do that when we get out of this pandemic that you would like to come to Canada. So with the stay-at-home orders, what it means is that you only need to go out for essential items such as groceries and the drugstore. Now, how are they going to enforce this stay-at-home order is really to remain to be seen because there seemed to be some confusion. yeah i don't yeah i mean i mean we're would well not really um all asking also asking people to do is use your own discretion what you think that is essential are you an essential worker you know do you have to be going to work um Grocery stores, obviously, you have to go to the grocery stores, drug stores, and that. So, um, yeah, it's uh, that's something that's hard to do. It's not a curfew of any sort, you know, like um, uh, the curfew they have going on in Quebec, um, Canada. Um, so, this little article, um, From our city police, here in London, Ontario, the London's chief of police, uh, his message about the stay um, at home order, um, his enforcing statement. um, London police will not enter a home. London police will, will not stop a vehicle and the London police will not stop a person. So the London police services have released regulations based on the the province and state of emergency and stay at home order that comes into effect yesterday. In a release updated from Wednesday, the chief of police Steve Williams states, in terms of enforcement of the stay at home order, like I said, we will not enter at home Stop a vehicle or stop a person for a singular purpose of checking compliance with the order. Our enforcement will continue to be largely complaint driven or in incidents where officers observe something that contravenes the, that order, putting our community at risk or objective will continue to be acting interest of the community's safety. So they're going to be looking for people who are who are gathering in large groups, not social distancing, not wearing a mask, you know that sort of thing. Um, but you know, we're not going to—they're not going to stop you and give you a ticket, you know, because you're going somewhere. Even during the first lockdown back, back last March, you know, stay-at-home order, this is the second emergency um, order that's been issued by the province. So even then, you know, the, it, it, with the stay-at-home order, you could go to the grocery store, you could go to the drugstore. You know, um, capacity inside big-box stores, grocery stores are going to be limited. So again, you're gonna probably be looking at a lineup to get into a grocery store or a big box store. You know, Costco, they sell groceries. So people are gonna be lining up outside of Costco to buy bulk food and whatever else they buy at Costco. Grocery stores, they're gonna be out of capacity. So you'd be waiting to get into a grocery store. So they'll be so they will be monitoring. Those sorts of things that the that the stores um, that can open um, that they're following the guidelines and they're following the rules. Basically, basically is, is what the enforcement officers will be looking for. You know, it's not like Quebec where they have a curfew at 8 p.m. until 5 a.m. You know, and people are out and about after 8 p.m. in Quebec, you know, you're gonna get a fifteen hundred dollar fine. So, you know, people were <clears throat> saying that, oh, you know, this this you know stay-at-home order is confusing. Well, there's nothing confusing about it. You know, we're already in a lockdown and a stay at a, a stay-at-home order on top of that. So means so the lockdown means no um, non-essential businesses must close only for essential services can those biz- can business be open essential businesses can be open. Welcome to the truckers podcast I'm your host Doug from London Ontario Canada so enforcing it no the police are not going to be coming to your home. They're not going to be stopping you uh, in your vehicle, and they're not going to be stopping you in person. So that's here in the City of London. So, you know, our Premier of Ontario is saying, look, use your own discretion. Be responsible. Follow the rules. Now, this little article here um, this is a, uh, a member of, uh, the Ontario government. What he, what he decided to do. So a member of parliament here in Ontario. Now this, this person who works. Underdog uh, Doug Ford, the Premier, um, he got fired. He got fired from the from the party over an open letter pushing to end the COVID-19 lockdown. You know, so the Ontario Premier, Doug Ford, has fired York Centre MPP for out out of the the, the uh, progressive conservative party for sending an open letter asking the provinces uh, lock to end the lockdown and the COVID nineteen restrictions to end. I mean that's just ridiculous. I mean, you're either on board with this, or you're not, and you're 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 a, a mass slacker, you're an anti anti marcher over these these um, lockdowns, these restrictions. Obviously, it sounds like this NPP um, was never on board, you know, tried to uh, flatten the curve of Covid nineteen. So um, you know we are over uh, six hundred thousand cases here in Canada with over seventeen thousand deaths. You know, Ontario, where I reside, we have the second highest case count. The province of Quebec has the highest case count. And numbers are keep going up. So if a state of an emergency is declared, then that means that we all must follow it. So He's let go, really, you know, because you know, by spreading misinformation, he is this this person, this MPP, is undermining the tireless efforts of our frontline healthcare workers at this critical time, and he's putting people at risk. I will not jeopardize a single Ontarian's life by ignoring public health advice. There's no room for political ideology. In our fight against COVID-19, rather our response has has been and will always be driven by evidence and data. It says furthermore, he has put himself ahead of the P P C caucus team, who have worked around the clock for months to support and protect the people of Ontario through this public health crisis. <clears throat> so this. Person. his letter was posted on Twitter Friday morning. Um, He argues that while the virus is real, the fear of of COVID is exaggerated. Excuse me. I don't think it's a, I don't think the fear uh, of COVID is exaggerated by the governments, by the healthcare officials. Um, You know, the top doctors have the data. The scientists have the data. You know, these top, these top doctors are infectious and disease doctors. You know, they're not blowing this out of proportion. You know, these are real numbers that we have. And it's getting, the numbers are getting larger and we need to do something about it. Yes, vaccines are rolling out but it's not gonna happen overnight. And as I say from time to time on my podcast, think about the logistics of this. Not just for large countries, even small countries, and everywhere else around the world in order to get these vaccines into the arms of human beings. The logistics of this is on an epic level like never seen before in our time. He, he goes on to say, you know, lockdowns are deadlier than COVID. He said, I wrote a respectful letter to Premier Ford asking to end the lockdown, he said on Twitter. Well, the lockdowns really aren't deadlier, right? Do we just want to just, you know, let's go back to the to 2018, 20, or 2017, 2016? Life was normal. Now, spring forward to where we are today. If we had done nothing, where do you think we'd be at? It would be devastation tenfold. You know, illnesses, you know, such as pandemics and things like that, they're not easy to control. If we do nothing, we won't be able to sustain. If we do something, we can slow it. We showed that back last spring when we start to reopen. Our cases were coming down, they're all coming down. And we, we didn't open up right away, we did it slowly. Maybe just more people became complacent. I don't know. We have this new variant from the United Kingdom, here in Canada, of this of COVID-19. I mean, if anybody has a better idea on how to uh, control this virus, by all means, speak up. You know, because the governments, the healthcare professionals are doing everything they can. Think about back in nineteen eighteen with the Spanish flu when there wasn't gonna be a vaccine, period. Vaccines vaccines didn't come out till uh, until nineteen forty. They had stay at home orders, they had lockdowns, people had to wear masks. And not only that, they had to wear masks while they were in public, walking down the street. Schools closed, businesses shuttered. You know, we're very lucky that the scientists, the the pharmaceuticals that make vaccines, were able come up with a vaccine as fast as they did. Because at the beginning they were saying, probably not for a couple of years or longer. You know, I mean, you can't imagine what it was like in 1918, but we know what it's like here in 2021. Now, we even have people in government who decided that they're going to travel anyway going against the advice of the healthcare professionals and the government you put yourself at risk and you put others at risk by the decisions that you make we've had CEOs of big corporations here in Canada that you know these rules don't apply to them. We had a CEO uh, of of the uh, the radio head head of Radio Canada, the the French network. He spent the entire month of December in Miami. We have a CEO who is a head of one of our London's, uh, London's largest hospital. He was traveling back and forth to the United States. He's been fired and now he's suing the hospital for $2.5 million. We had a finance minister here in Ontario travel over Christmas. He resigned. And I don't care if these people, when they come back, oh, I'm sorry, it was it was a bad bad judgment call. I'm not accepting the, apo- the apology. So many people are sacrificing, making sacrifices every single day, trying to stop the spread of COVID 19. Then you have these big CEOs of these big corporations basically just slapping you in the face and I'm gonna go do it anyway. Our doctors and our nurses on the front lines in the hospitals on a daily basis, they're not taking a vacation. They're facing this head on in real time, in real life to help people who are sick with COVID and if people want to run buck wild, like it doesn't apply to you, you're part of the problem, not part of the solution. When we have government officials such as this, writing a letter to the premier to end the the lockdowns in the emergency orders, when he was sitting on the team, putting these sort of lockdowns in emergency orders together, and only to backtrack and say that that the lockdowns are deadlier than than the COVID. He's not a doctor. He's not an infectious and disease doctor. This, this this MPP wrote that the virus is not as deadly as first thought and claimed Ontario's hospitals' capacity is is better than pre-pandemic, he says, this is his opinion, so far more than 5,200 Canadians have lost their lives to the virus, 17,000 people here in Canada has lost their lives. I mean, I, I, I just get so sick and tired of people putting out misinformation from ideologies, you know, it's really hitting a nerve with me. During this emergency stay at home, I have parents, by the way, that live in a retirement home. With this emergency stay at home order, I cannot go visit them. So, you know, when I when I when I when I read something like this and, and this person is saying this, you know, you know, I'm going to call you out. You worked on the team for these emergency orders to help fight. COVID and then you retract everything that you've done, isn't that a hypocrite? And then start spewing false information. I would say that is a hypocrite. She also claims um, Barber, uh, Barber's claims come as provincial officials and health experts alike have warned that has warned that Ontario healthcare system is on the brink of being overwhelmed. The province began warning hospitals to prepare for the transfer of patients across other regions. Just over a week ago, it is now telling the ICU doctors across Ontario to prepare to use critical care triage to determine who will receive life-saving care when ICU resources are limited. Now, when they put a, a, a projection out, if we do nothing, We would see, starting at the end of the month, 10,000 cases per day. By the end of February, we'd be up to 25,000 cases a day if we do nothing. And those numbers will continue to climb if we do nothing. Yes, we are gonna have bumps in the road. And we we, we have bumps in the road. The problem that they had before the the entire province went into shutdown, they only shut down certain regions, like the city of Toronto and the Peel region that surrounds Toronto and nowhere else they were having a lot of problems with this virus their case counts were increasing toronto is the largest city here in the province so people are going to travel other other places they're going to go outside of their of their regions to do their shopping and everything this was all before christmas You know, so cases, cases, um, they they had dipped, but not as much as they were hoping for. So the only last ditch effort that the Ontario government can do is say, look, we have to include the entire province in a lockdown. Shutter all non-essential businesses. I think yesterday, a, here in a, here in Ontario, we we uh, reported just a little over thirty nine, almost four thousand cases of COVID nineteen, just in the province of Ontario. Stay at home measures were pretty much the same thing back as la- as last spring. Only go for essential items. Don't gather in large groups. Wear a mask when social distancing cannot be done. We have to wear masks in public buildings. Don't go visiting friends and relatives. Plain is black and white. I mean, the government, you know, the government of Quebec, you know, they went as far as a lot as, as a curfew, and people who are out after eight p.m. are being fined. Unless they're coming home from work and they have a, a, a letter from the employer stating that they're, they are an essential worker. We're not going that far here in Ontario, but the, the stores that can open, you know, they can open as early as 6 a.m. And stay open until 8 p.m. You can still order online for your favorite restaurant or whatever you want to do for delivery. You don't have to go out and get it, you know. You can, you can still order online uh, from the big box store. You don't have to go out and get it until it's ready to go, or until it's ready for pickup. So that saves a lot of uh, traffic time. You know, if everybody's just rushing to the big box stores, you're going to be standing in a lineup to get in because they can only have 25% capacity. So why not just order it online? Because you're going to get it quicker than people standing outside, so give you a time frame to come and get it. They have that system in place, they've had that system in place since the since the first lockdown. You know, and as I, as I as I talk to you, and and I and I and I have said on my podcast, we are in this together. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. We are in this together, and it is up to all of us to work together. And get out of this. These anti marches, these protesters, the the mass slackers. You're you're absolutely doing nothing. You're doing nothing. It's not going to change anything. When you're gathering in groups of hundreds of people for a protest, not social distancing, not wearing a mask, you're jeopardizing yourself, you're jeopardizing your family, you're jeopardizing your friends and your co workers. That's all you're doing. I go, I go to work, I'm off today because I, I work, uh, my company asked me to come in on Monday, this past Monday. And that because I, I generally just work a four day week. And um, the rest of the time, you know, if I have to, you know, I make my stops on the way home for, for things I need and then come home, and that's it. Following the rules isn't hard. It really isn't. It's ignorance. that some people have and that these rules don't apply to them for some reason. You know, we, we can't we can't stop um, travel from travel from province to province, you know, the freedom of movement. But there are clauses in the freedom of movement. You know, traveling abroad. Why would you want to do that right now? There was uh, a couple people here, right here in the city of London where I live. One was a fitness instructor. Or he is a fitness instructor um before uh or just after christmas he decided that he was going to surprise his girlfriend and take her on a holiday sun and sand they came back you have, when you come back to canada you have to self-isolate for 14 days is the law He came down with COVID-19, and he's still in the hospital. I have another person from the area that he had to go to the US for some reason. He was there for a bit when he came back into Canada. He had to self-isolate for 14 days. He too came down with COVID-19. We had a couple who lives just east of Toronto. Um, They got tested for for COVID-19. And what they discovered was they had to do they, they had the new variant from the United Kingdom. On the onset of the investigation, the couple said no, they didn't travel anywhere, and they didn't come in contact with anybody from the United Kingdom. How else would they come up with this new variant? It turns out that this couple lied, that they did, in fact, travel to the United Kingdom. See, it's so important about contract contract tracing, ladies and gentlemen. If you come down with COVID, you should be able to to backtrack your steps. You should remember where you were yesterday or five days ago or 10 days ago, because I sure in the hell can. That's why this information is so critical contact tracing so we can back step and find out potentially where it came from it's in workplaces you know some some critics have said that the government of ontario has not gone far enough Well, we need to, we need to shut down all construction we need to we need to shut down all manufacturing. You can slow the, the uh, construction but you cannot shut down manufacturing. Manufacturing in this province helps drive the economy and you know, if that was the last resort it would look like the 1930s of the Great Depression. What companies do and they should be doing is having protocols while you're working. Some people, in manufacturer, work in close quarters, others on an assembly line. Whatever the manufacturing is going on, everybody should be wearing a mask while at work. We've had outbreaks in food processing plants across Canada. We've had outbreaks in hospitals, two of them right here in the City of London where I reside. University Hospital had an outbreak on every single floor of that hospital. Victoria Hospital had an outbreak on 3 floors of that hospital. Workplace outbreaks it can be prevented. And that starts at the and that starts at the at the top from the CEOs, right down through management, right down to the employees. Because we all have a responsibility to take care of one another, to protect one another. For those who don't want to follow the rules, and you get sick, Whose fault is that? It's not my fault. You have nobody to blame but yourself if you get sick for not following the rules. If you get sick for traveling, for non-essential traveling, that's the risk that you took. Now, new rules for anybody who is is gonna um, fly to Canada. You now have to have a COVID-19 test 72 hours prior to your flight. And it must be legitimate electronic form, legal paper form that you have tested negative before you get on that aircraft. And when you get back into Canada, you have to self-isolate for 14 days. And no you cannot collect any benefits for the for those 14 days. so you'd be on your own. And besides, if you elect to travel somewhere to a a Sunshine Island for your holiday, is your employer gonna give you an, a, an additional two weeks to self-isolate? Oh, let's say for an example, you test positive after, at the on those 14 days. Then what? Well, you can't come to work. You know, I can't see, you know, employer is giving you three weeks off. So a lot of Canadians are just staying home and now with these new rules put in place um I think I had this one on here let me get this over here for a second here and Bring up my little screen here. Drag this down here. Okay, I thought I had that one on here. Oh, maybe this is the one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Now this is what's going to happen for travelers entering Canada with a fake COVID-19 test result could face a $5,000 fine. The federal government has revealed that travelers entering Canada could face hefty fines if they're caught with false COVID-19 test documentation. And believe me, the government knows what is legit and what's not. They know exactly what they're looking for. In a statement, Transport Canada confirmed that all passengers entering the country Must now provide a negative COVID 19 test result prior to boarding the plane. Making a false declaration under the interim order carries the potential for a fine of up to $5,000 for individuals. All incoming travelers must share details about where they got the tests from, as well as personal information like their name and date of birth. Failure to provide accurate testing details or giving false documentation could result in fines up to $5,000, like I said. And the penalties are even more for air carriers who fail to comply with the new requirements. So that means they can't just let you on the plane because they'll face up to $25,000 for allowing passengers to board without the proper documentation. And again, why are people traveling anyway? Why do you need to go anywhere? With With all the technology that we have, In media, you can have your online meeting, why do you need to travel anywhere for work around the world, why do you need to go to the United Kingdom, why do you need to go to the United States, why do you need to go anywhere? know it's absolutely not important you know your company says oh no you have to go I mean that's just ridiculous because they're just putting you into harm's way now why would anybody want to travel to the United States sorry America but you know, your your COVID over there is totally out of control. That's why our land borders are closed. But should we shut down air traffic to all these hotspots? That's up for the government to um, decide on that. And all coming and all flights coming in from all these hot spots around the world if you travel you do it at your own risk but think about who you who you could potentially putting in harm's way if in fact that you contract COVID-19. Think about who you would be putting in harm's way upon your return. Your parents, your grandparents, friends, co-workers. Think about that. I don't see i'm a, I am I am a trucker, but I don't go to the United States anymore. I haven't gone to the United States in probably five or six years. So I don't do any over border crossing anymore. I don't plan on doing it in the future. You know, I am done with long haul trucking. I will stay driving just here in Ontario. And other plans that I had were put on hold because of COVID-19. Why will I get those plans up and running? Well, that all depends on this virus. How long is it going to take us to get out of this? To get to get back to our normal everyday lives? I have no idea how long that's going to take. But as governments keep rolling out different rules and and changing the rules, enhancing the rules, it's for your own good. Like it or not, ladies and gentlemen, these are the times that we live in. And we have to deal with it. Because I can't say it enough, ladies and gentlemen, that we are in this together, no matter where you are around the world. And it's up to us to get ourselves out of this. So do the right things out there every single day. Follow the follow the rules that has been imposed upon you. It's not the end of the world. Children follow rules better than most adults do. I'm sure as we as adults, I'm sure, you know, we can get through this. We can be more responsible. You know, there's just so much going on in this world today. You know, and the problems that the world is facing, and the hardships people are enduring—whether it's financially, mentally, physically—domestic violence is on the rise. You know, when I used to. When I used to complain when I was a kid, my father would say, you know, there's people who are worse off than you are. And you think about that. At that time, you see, you're you're a kid, you're thinking, what does that mean? And as you grow older and you get into your teens and you're thinking, yeah, you know what? I'm very fortunate, I'm very lucky. There's going to be places probably in the world where they're not going to get vaccinated. But as the vaccinations roll out, we all need to be patient and we all need to understand who gets it first and why. Your turn will come. Get vaccinated. So, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this morning. I want to get the thank yous out there to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors, and our nurses our paramedics and our police and our fire departments, I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And a nice round of applause for these men and women. thank you to my guests on my show, my listeners around the world, when you get a chance, and all my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of the day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast and a nice round applause for you as well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Trucker's Podcast, I'm your host Doug from London, Ontario, Canada, be safe and take care of here, ladies and gentlemen.